to tuck in. Because you are now in bed with Dr. Sue. Well, hello, you wonderful people. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Sue Storm. I am the host of In Bed with Dr. Sue, which is what you're listening to right now. And tonight we are tackling some very touchy subjects. And you guys know I love doing that. Taboo fetishes. I'm going to be joined a bit later by my guest, the legendary Angela St. Lawrence. And I encourage you guys to call in. The number is 657-383-0031. Some of what we will discuss may strike a nerve with you, or you may have a very strong feeling for or against any of the taboo practices we plan to hit tonight. And I want to hear from you, regardless of your viewpoint. And you know I'm going to be chiming in with my pretty little kink shame crown on. But before we get to Angela and all our naughty topics du jour, we have birthdays to celebrate. So when I come back, it's birthday time, baby. My name is Mission. I will push you deeper and deeper into your submission and pull you closer and closer towards your true purpose. When you close your eyes and imagine a perfect world without any fears, without any stress, and without any anxiety, it will be my face smiling back at you. To begin, you can email me at mischarmness, spelled M-S-C-H-A-R-M-N-E-S-S, at outlook.com. I know just how much you crave the feel, the taste of big black cock, the anticipation, the heart pounding, and the palm sweating that happens as you wait for the sight of that hard black cock, knowing that you will be used with no regard for you or your sexual needs. It's all about that big black cock and how you can service it. Now call me and admit it. You need big black cock. Goddess Natasha, 1-800-863-5478, extension 9531839. Visit me at worshipnatasha.com. Hi, it's Kimmy Kaboom here. Would you like to call or text me? How about if I told you I would give you $5 to get started? That's right. Sign up at textkimmy.com and get $5 to get started. You don't even have to use a credit card to get signed up. It doesn't get any easier than that. Wouldn't you love to see my naughty pics? I look forward to hearing from you. What up, world? It's the cock. Hate too cocky, and you're in bed with Dr. Sue. Go check out my new album, Spice Walker, at cockavelli.bandcamp.com. It always helps to unmute myself. We're back. We're back. We're back. It's birthday time, and my God, do we have birthdays. Holy Hannah Banana. We have so many. Um, okay, so we're going to start off right now. First of all, everybody get a drink, because we have to toast everyone. And by the time I'm done with these, you will be toasted. Um, so many of you fantastic people have birthdays this time of year. Let's get started with some birthdays that came in late. 
So they'll be belated, but that doesn't mean we don't love and adore you. So I'll start with Madame Poison, who had a birthday March the 1st. Also, Celestial Jasara had her birthday on March the 2nd. And Rodimus, the slave to the lovely Mistress Amethyst, who Amethyst, I, I apologize for throwing up your Twitter account today. Um, Rodimus had his birthday on the 9th, just a couple days ago. Uh, happy belated birthday to all of you. Now, today, though, is Beardley's birthday. So happy birthday, Beardley. He's working right now, but I know he'll hear this later. Next, drum roll, we have Mistress Amethyst herself. She has her birthday tomorrow. So pour on the gifts, boys. On March 16th, Mary Lane is celebrating her birthday. And on St. Patty's Day, March 17th, it's Mimi Shaba's lucky birthday. Don't pinch her, you'll get smacked. On the 18th, it's Mistress Kitty's birthday. And on March 19th, it's the amazing Mistress Crystal's birthday. Happy birthday, Crystal. We love you. Crystal is a huge help and support in our community, so be sure to wish her a happy birthday on the 19th. And to round out March, Goddess Kimberly has her birthday on the 26th. So all you Kimberly addicts better get in line and get those waters. Now, over to April. This year is already flying by my freaking God. April 1st, happy April Fool's Day, but you best not play a prank on mixed fetish fortune. Why can't I say that? You just left the chat room, too. So let's try this again, shall we? Don't play a prank on Mixed Fetish Fortune because she'll kick your ass because it's her birthday. Happy birthday, Abs. Our very own Dominic Chiara has her birthday on April the 6th. You've seen her comments on the review. Done right, by the way. You know her as the true blackmail queen, but she has recently had to switch her Twitter account, so be sure to catch up with Dominic Chiara on her new Twitter, HypnoFemdom. Another of our beloved community members has her birthday on April the 6th, the lovely Lady L. You may have known her previously as Goddess Belladonna, but she too has changed her image and focus, so you can catch her on her new Twitter at TheLadyL1. Coming up on April the 11th is Evil Opal's birthday. You know Opal from the show she did with me on Sensation Play, Silk and Satin. If you haven't listened to that show, show be sure to do so. You'll learn about the deliciousness of those textiles, as well as learning about Evil Opal herself. And finally, all the music ran out. I could have restarted it, but I didn't bother. Ah. And that's it for birthdays, guys. Happy birthday to all of you. I hope this trip around the sun is filled with love and adventure and very little drama. If you want to have your birthday, plus your wish list or tribute info promoted on the show, on Twitter, and on the website, simply head over to InBedWithDrSue.com and click on Contact and pick Birthday Sign Up on the drop-down. And away you go. When I come back, I'll have some shout-outs and, of course, brag bites are on the way. When you white boys first landed on the coast of Africa, you were mesmerized by big mandingo black cock. In the middle, you hanged black men from trees for even looking at white women because you knew your women needed big black cock. In the present, chickens have come home to roost. White cuckolds are on their knees, 
holding back the ankles of the women they love and desire and offering them up to big black cock so they can be bred and seeded so you can listen to your women quiver and convulse in pleasure while hearing them groan and scream in octaves you've never heard before. This is more than lust. This is evolution. As the ozone decreases and UV rays increase, the human race will evolve. That's why black men are blacking your women, breeding your women, and creating a darker race for tomorrow. Chickens have come home to roost. You know that your women need big black cock, and now you white boys need it too. This is Naima, the BBC dealer. Visit my website, worshipbigblackcock.com, to hear the truth that Becky can never tell you. Well, come on. Let's see it. Drop your pants. Show us what you have to offer. <laughs> Isn't that all? At RateMyTinyPenis.com, your pindic will be seen by hundreds of unique visitors each day all of whom have the ability to rate your tiny member and leave a comment to tell you exactly what they think of it. Can you imagine the humiliation and exposure you'll experience? Well, why just imagine it when you can make it a reality? And the best part? Everything is 100% free. You're welcome, shrimp dick. Now go on over to Rate My Tiny Penis right now and submit us your most pitiful, disgusting dick pic for all the world to see. Obey, surrender your mind for life. The harder you struggle, the deeper you fall under my spell. Serve me, Mistress Kiara, certified hypnotist at hypnosisfemdom.com. And we're back, and it's appreciation time with brag bites and shout-outs. I'm going to start off tonight's love fest with my own shout-outs to the following people who, in my opinion, these are amazing people who never fail to support not only me and the show, but everyone in our community. And those individuals happen to be Mistress Kaya, Sir Beast, Mixed Fetish Fortune, Mistress DJ and Mistress Lilith, as for the love of Kaya. Kaya is, war- is a warm, wonderful woman who always has something positive to say and to uplift others. Sir Beast, who on Twitter is SirBeast1269. Bill is always there with a wacky word or crazy screenshots of his sarcastic and naughty weather app. But more so, Sir Beast is now training subs and sissies to do better and be w- more well-mannered in his Discord group, and will soon be on Night Flirt. So if you don't follow him, I suggest you get on it. Next is Mistress DJ, who on Twitter is Mistress underscore DJ. She is another magical woman who, again, is always uplifting, always there to lend a hand. DJ is smart, sexy, and you have to speak with her on Night Flirt. Mix Fetish Fortune, who on Twitter is MX Fetish Fortune. She, again, is always there to let you know you aren't losing your mind and she has your back. She is gender fluid and will daddy your ass real quick. 
so be sure to follow her. You won't be disappointed. And last but not least, Mistress Lilith. Who is Mistress Lilith on Twitter? So easy. That's if you can spell Lilith. You can. Two L's in the middle. Lilith you may think of as quiet and sweet, and you'd be right. If you're into sensual domination and um, love being completely enamored of your dom, you have to visit Lilith. But remember, all of these ladies are kind and loving, but they do bite if you misbehave. Please take a moment and follow all of these fantastic folks. You will not be disappointed. And thank you to all of them for all the work they do, spreading my word, whether it be the podcast or my articles. You guys totally rock. Now, on to some brag bites that we all really, really, really need. Our first brag bite is for Robin Wildheart of Wildheart Designs. Her message is, Robin is fabulous. As a fellow dom, she has helped me with designs and promoting myself, as well as answering questions for me. I met her via business, but I now consider her a friend, and I'm glad for that. And that was from Victoria Frost. Thank you, Victoria, for sending that in. The next bite is for Therapy Queen Jenny. Her bite says, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. I believe you meet people at the exact right time for a reason in your life. Having said that, I can say that both professionally and personally, Jenny is an outstanding friend and coworker. Any person would truly be blessed to have her a part of their life. I know I am. For me, she is much more than all that she has become. She is much more than all that. She has become part of my family, and she knows that. She is loved. I'm a better person because of her. And that was from Mistress Peyton. Also, on a side note, if you could send Mistress Peyton some well wishes as she's dealing with a family tragedy at the moment, I'm sure she could use the uplifting right now. She is Peyton Breaks You on Twitter, so send Miss Peyton some love. The next bite is for Domina Chiara. Her message is, Mistress Chiara is a very special dom. She took the time to get to know me and allows me to serve in many ways. When she found that I do art, she encouraged me to make special effects for her images, and some of it has appeared on her sites. I'm also allowed to make advertising and have done some animated logos which appear in some of her clips. She even has me working on a huge programming job which is starting to come together and will be something very special when it's done. But I'm not allowed to go into detail on that just yet. And I pay her to allow me the privilege, not, oh, oh, sorry, not to mention the normal aspects of exploring fetishes. I'm very lucky and very grateful that she keeps me around. And that was from Davros J. Slave. That's so nice, Dav. Thank you for sending that in. And our last bite comes from Tony, who had a wonderful session with Mistress Anya last Saturday and wanted to pay homage to her here. He says, Our ease of conversation and the paintings we rendered with our words have truly captured my imagination. But if I was wide-eyed before, I was absolutely starry-eyed when I finally walked through your door. 
You are stunning, sensual, thoughtful, generous, gracious, and oh my God, curvaceous. Those are just a handful of the bouquets you deserve because I would need the entire botanical gardens to adequately praise you. I eagerly look forward to seeing more stars as we share further fabulous adventures together. You have my admiration and adoration, and you have me as your pet. Thank you for the wonder of you. And that was obviously from Tony. And that is this month's Bread Bites. Thank you to everyone who sent in a bite. They will be up on the website tomorrow for everyone to see. If you have someone you want to show your appreciation and gratitude to, head to InBedWithDrSue.com and click on Brag Bites to send in yours for the next show. It's something we all need in these times we're living in. Um, a couple of bits. I have some more information before I take a break. First of all, Mistress Kaz B has a new novel out that you guys really need to grab. It's called Dreaming in the Dark, and it's the second book in her Sorted Secret series. So be sure to hit it up on Amazon.co.uk. Um, also, the amazing ladies of the Sexy Escort Guide podcast, Exotic Vivian and Chantelle Etoile, have just finished writing a book to help anyone, anyone who wants to get into the escort business, aptly entitled How to Get Started as an Escort. And you'll be hearing from all of these beautiful ladies on the next show. Once I have the links to both books, they will be up on the Sexy Scribes page of In Bed with Dr. Sue. Also, I said a couple of weeks ago on Twitter that I was going to bring up the fact that some long-time doms are using a very vanilla and not very adult, as a matter of fact, let me rephrase that, a very not adult-friendly website for tributes. This is the type of behavior that gets the sex community a bad name and will get your asses banned. Know this. If I see you using this platform, and no, I'm not naming it because every moron will run to it. I will report your ass. I'm on that platform for what it's used for, and it's vanilla. And I don't take kindly to seeing it infiltrated by thirsty cunts. Yeah, you heard me. It's also very disheartening lately to see the major adult platforms that we all use daily using the social media outlets that have clearly stated they don't want anything adult on them. I'm just going to say this about that. If you guys can't follow the rules or anyone else's terms of service, why should anyone else? And I might add, why should anyone follow your terms of service? In a moment, I'll be back and we'll be diving in to some naughty subjects with my guest, Angela St. Lawrence. Hello, this is Mistress Carol. I am an erotic hypnotist clinical hypnotherapist, and lifestyle dominatrix. I have extensive education and experience in hypnosis and mind control, and I love using your mind to take you into a deep trance experience and let go or enjoy a sexy female-dominated fantasy in the privacy of your own mind. You can experience my hypnosis sessions for free at myhypnoticdomain.com or learn more about me at mistresscarol.com. You've heard the legends of my beauty and power. You've caught glimpses of me singing my siren song. Are you ready to 
fall deeper down the box hole. Go to myforestgoddess.com to find out how to serve me today. Whether you'd like to explore the idea of becoming a phone sex operator or are looking to begin or even expand your independent phone sex business, Lynn of Phone Sex Secrets can help. Phone Sex Secrets offers help and advice for PSOs, including articles on everything from Phone Sex 101 and industry news to marketing to how to build your business. White papers are available for purchase and immediate download including the exclusive Phone Sex Secrets caller survey results, in which nearly 5,000 paying phone sex clients answer questions designed to help you drive your business. Personalized consultation services are also available. Lynn has been featured on Chicago's WGN Radio, ABC's Good Morning America, and elsewhere. She's ready to stand behind you and teach you how to become a phone sex superhero. You can find Lynn on Twitter at PhoneSexSecrets. That's at PhoneSexSecrets. And her website is PhoneSexSecrets.info. Again, that's PhoneSexSecrets.info. Please be sure to visit all my friends who are kind enough to advertise here and remember to tell them you heard about them on InBed. Um, taboo fetishes. Um, first of all, we need to make some clarifications. Most of what we're discussing tonight are not actual fetishes by the definition of the word. A fetish is a sexual attraction to an object. But we bandy the word around to cover basically everything. So for some of you, what you'll hear tonight, you might think, who cares? What consenting adults do in their spare time with each other is none of my business nor none of yours. And while that's true, it also brings up the issue of, then where's the line in the sand? At what point does what we're indulging in become actually detrimental to ourselves or others? In my opinion, many people in our community use the consenting adult phrase as a way to make themselves feel better about the behavior they're participating in. The problem with looking at everything through the lens of what consenting adults do is their business is that most people participating in negative behaviors have that self-awareness. I wish they did. Because of what I do, I hear so many horror stories of sessions and relationships gone horribly wrong, which is why I try to be the line in the sand police as much as I do. Plus, I love the beach. Yes, I kink shame. I'll raise my hand to that. And I have no problem doing that because someone needs to shine a light on hurtful and negative behaviors in our little corner of the world. And too many people aren't willing to do that for fear of being labeled as someone who shames. But I would much rather be the devil's advocate and slap sense into the senseless because no one else has the guts to do it. And I'm well aware that the line in the sand is different for each person. But there are some practices that are just a recipe for disaster. Listen, I will fight to the death for your right to do whatever the hell you want. If you want to commit suicide, if you want to do bodily or mental harm to yourself, it is your to do anything you want. It's your life. But 
I will sit you down beforehand and make sure you're not doing it for the wrong reasons. Because despite what you may want to believe, there are limits. So tonight, you might get really pissed, especially with me, because I'll be the one pointing out issues with these behaviors. But that's okay. I can take it. So on that note, get this number in your phone on speed dial because you will no doubt want to call in. And we want you to because we aren't here to solve anything. And what we discuss will have differing views. So call in 657-383-0031. Now, let's dive in to all these taboo kinks and see what bubbles up to the surface with my guest, who I'm hoping, just so everyone knows, I'm hoping this is her because it's coming up weird. (laughs) I'm hoping that's you, Ange, Um, because it's not coming up with her phone number right. Anyways, any hoodle-doodle. This woman, let me tell you, she's a legendary dom who has conquered many minds, hearts, and cocks. She is a literary legend, a purveyor of prurient musings that will melt your mind. She is the literatrix. Please welcome my guest, Angela St. Lawrence. Okay. My God, Angela, I hope that's you. Good, it is you. Yay! It's me. You're <laughs> <laughs> cracking up. <laughs> anyway, oh before my. we get started, I have a message for you from Amberly that she loves and okay. appreciates all the support you've given her, and she adores you. Thank you. <laughs> I, said, I saw her on Twitter and said something about it, so. There you go. Okay, well. Anyways, um, how I thought we'd run this tonight, because I don't think two hours will be enough, honestly, um, with all we have to discuss. This is insane. Um, what I'm going to do is we're going to work through the poll that's on, taboo, on the Taboo Fetish show page on InBedWithDrSue.com. And mm-hmm. we'll start with the fetishes and kinks that didn't get many votes. So based on how I worded the poll, these subjects don't freak people out too much. So let's have a look over here as of right now. Let me refresh this just to make sure we got them all. 72 voters. Thank you guys for voting. And we'll start off with our one voters. There were three that only got one vote, so obviously nobody's too freaked out about them. One of them was blackmail. One of them Ah, was suspension. Now that's one I would think was dangerous. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. There you go. And one of them was golden showers. So blackmail, I'm actually, yeah, I'm kind of shocked that that was as low as it was. You have to be really good at that and very professional to do it right. You really do. You have to know what you're doing. And I liken blackmail to, if you're doing it right, it's like Halloween. You don't want to shoot yourself in the foot by screwing it all up and giving away the secrets to whomever you have info on. Like, you don't want to give away their secrets, but you do want to scare the shit out of them. That's why I used to love doing it. I don't do it as much now simply because, one, not a lot of people can handle it if it's done right. But it's, I also don't do blackmail unless I know the person for quite a while. So, And there's not a lot of people that are that into it. It's usually... Blackmail is the pinnacle of financial domination. I think once you 
everybody kind of ramps up and you start off with raises over eight games and you keep going and going and going and going and blackmail is pretty much as far as you're going to be able to go. Do you agree? Well, I was remembering a gentleman who called me on the platform I work on now, and he actually said to me, I'll never forget this, because he was trying to talk me, and he had never talked to me before, and he wanted me to blackmail him, and he had all this money, and he lived in New York, and he was an attorney, and blah, 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 blah. And then he says, just think how hot. He said, he said to me, think how hot it would be if you could tell my daughter what a dirty prick I am. And I said back to him, if you need to hurt your daughter to get off, you've got serious problems. And I hung up on him. Exactly. So um, So that's a classic example of doing something for the wrong reasons. Yes. And this is why you have to look at your behavior. Blackmail in and of itself, when done properly, can be fun. But we can kind of practically... The problem is if you get someone new at it and they think this is a gold mine... And then they get, you know, I often use the term, believing your own femdom mythology. And they get all wrapped up in how powerful they are. And I have seen, I have seen it for myself because I had a guy that called me that got into it with somebody else he was talking to. And he took me to her website and she put up his name and address because he didn't pay her. And you can't do that. You cannot expose people like that. Yeah. Especially on social media, by the way, you will, Good Lord. You will lose the account. But <sighs> even when you look at that, again, the problem is these guys will come to you for that exposure. They want to be outed. They want to be splashed all over social media. They want to be on websites. So that's why the girls end up doing it. But in the long run, what's the point? Once you've exposed them, the game's over. I don't even put Unless he wants to pay to get it removed, but big what? I, res- I have friends in the business that, will, you know, look at this little dick. <laughs> you know, they've got their penis pe- shame pages and stuff. But I just <laughs> won't do it. It's just like, <laughs> nope, you want to do it, get your own website if you want to show off your penis. <laughs> See, I, I don't, I never expose anyone when I'm doing black. <laughs> I'm for scaring them. I want to scare them. I want to pop up when they least expect me in weird situations. You have to that know them so well. I had a, I did have you a guy do. that I used to do it with. He was from New Zealand, and I loved this man, and he got really sick. But he was one of the freakiest people I ever met. He'd try <laughs> anything once almost. <laughs> he That's would literally go on cam. That. He would go on cam and, and slam his penis indoors and stuff. I mean, he was oh, just, he was crazy. <laughs> when he got sick, and when he went, got sick, he went to the hospital. And he calls me from the hospital. He says, well, my Parkinson's is gone. He said, but now I can't walk. I'm like, oh, my God. He said, yeah, I'm in a wheelchair. He said, will you talk dirty to me? <laughs> I'm <Aww>. like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, he loved the idea that that I might call, you know, his wife or his work. or yeah. And I had all the numbers. I really did. I'd read them off to him because he'd give them to me, and I wanted him to know I had them. But I never did it. I'd say, maybe I'll call your wife today and ask her if she wants to do a makeup survey. And he'd just start panting hard. <laughs> Get all excited. But I think a part of him knew I'd never take it further. It. Yeah. That's, that's it what fun. I would do. I would, I would call the wife, but not in a you know, mean, home-wrecky way, because I don't believe in that. But call the wife 
offhanded, like there's one I called, you know, um, your appointment with Dr. Sue, and it was just like <laughs> a dentist or something really bizarre, so that you knew she would just go, you have an appointment with a dentist? Who's this dentist? Because she's going to go back to him and say that, and he, he's like, oh, crap, yeah, a new dentist. I thought I'd be, but you, he hears your name, and it just freaks mm. him out, right? And you I don't understand what happened to fantasy, like, with these guys, <laughs> like with Jim. You, wouldn't, you will never know who he is, so I can say his first name. Um, he, we'd also do fantasies. I mean, I would come to do, I would go to his country, and I would be there with my crew, and, and I'd fucking my strap-ons over the table. His wife would be in a room, and he didn't know, and I'd say, watch your wife, and she'd be having sex with someone else. He'd be in church, and I'd pop up somewhere. <laughs> just, I love it. Just all kinds of stuff That's like that. So but he, Yeah, he could do the fantasies too, but it seems like they all want real, real, real. They're always saying real, they real, really real. You know? Yeah. It's, ne- it's never good enough. You always – well, and again, that's coming from, you know, your endorphin rush. It's coming from dopamine. It's everyone wants that next high because that's literally what this becomes. Okay, so moving on, since we know blackmail – by the way, blackmail is 100% illegal, which is <laughs> which is exactly why it's that's not what I keep saying. Play There's going to be exactly. a huge lawsuit someday. Someday, right? Oh, there have heart. been. There have been. Uh, there have been some girls who have been screwed hardcore and taken to court and whatever else. So it does happen. You got to know who you're playing with. That's why I yep. won't play unless and I like know you said, for at least know a them for of a years. long time. Yeah. Exactly. Now suspension. So for those of you who don't know what suspension is. Suspension is where you are taking hooks, inserting them into the doing. So from a um, medical standpoint, obviously, just check to see who you're working with. But the whole point of suspension is, okay, so you have hooks put usually in your back, sometimes front, but usually back, and you are then suspended and hung. Now, some people look at that and go, oh, my God. God, why would someone want to do that? I'll tell you why. Because you go into an incredible Zen space when that goes down. I have spoken with several people who have done it, who adore it, and use it for relaxation. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't rip the skin out. It's not like that because it's it's all done in a way that it's not going to do any extra pulling. It's just you're just suspended, and your skin is being pulled, and they say it actually feels marvelous to have that done. So if you're into that, I, again, it's not that big of a deal. Just know who you're playing. I agree. Suspension is actually really cool. I've watched it done. It's just it's like wow. Because some people actually have um, piercings with bars, which make it easier to put hooks on. So the piercings are already in the body, which makes it a little bit easier. But some of them actually want to feel the hook going through the skin. So there you go. That's Not my cup of tea, but that's on one that I... No, but I mean, yeah. honestly, again, just because we don't think, so go right ahead, enjoy your suspension, just make sure you're doing it right. Golden showers. Again, golden showers, what is golden showers? Uh, that's any kind of pee play. So why is pee very, very low on the totem pole? Because it's not harmful. Urine is completely, usually, unless the person is very ill, and I would hope that you're not doing anything with someone who's sick, is sterile. There's nothing wrong with it. So there's no reason why you can't play with pee. What do you think? Well, you know, experts say that if you're lost in a jungle or whatever and you need liquid, it's better to drink your own urine than drink the water because you don't know if the water's safe. 
you know your urine is. So I don't care. They like it. They like it. <laughs> I, you know what oh. I is. Um, I can't. You know do the it. platform I, I and you use. We can't do those things, and I. It seems so crazy to me because it's so. It's not harmful. It's not harmful, but I personally don't engage in it. I did it a long time ago, probably twice. It does nothing for me, and it kind of makes me icked out because I'm a germaphobe. <laughs> I'm like, there are certain things I can play with blood. I don't have a problem with blood for some reason, as long as I have my gloves and everything on. But I don't. I just don't like excrement of any kind because it just gives me the willies. But hell, nothing wrong with it. You can get pissed on, you can get pissed in the mouth, do whatever the hell you want to do because there's nothing wrong with it. Again, provided somebody's not sick. So what's our other one, our next one? Um, Okay, so now we're getting into two votes. Two votes was Adult Baby, which I'm surprised anyone even voted for Adult Baby. There's nothing wrong with being an adult baby, you guys. It's not deviant. We'll touch on it again when we hit up with incest. But it's not deviant. It is usually not even sexual. It is nurturing. They are looking to be nurtured. Most of these people have been perhaps abused by parental roles. I've heard of some that have just always felt that this infant or toddler, it could be, I should say, adult babies plus littles, um, is, is a part of who they are, genuinely a part of who they are. So, again, adult babies, nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with playing adult baby stuff. What do you think? I think that... I have my issues with it, but it's not about the fetish, (laughs) uh, for lack of a better term. But uh, Mm -hmm. it's more about sometimes I resent that, and this has come from some personal experiences, but the neediness sometimes is too much, you know, that they they hardly participate, Mm -hmm. and you're doing everything. Agreed. yeah, and uh, I really like a give and take. I really do. It really makes so me do good I. at and what I, I do. I will say I don't do a lot of work with adult babies because the older I have gotten, my patience is out the window. And I just, I don't, I don't do well in a mommy role now. I just, I don't know what it is. You could be I mommy dearest. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. No problem. Joan Crawford, grab God bless co- you. Where are my wire hangers? <laughs> Right? That I can do. But no, I, I'm not that nurturing. I can obviously work with you with it, and I get it 100%, but I'm not a mommy. I, I just, that's something I know about me, is I'm not a good mommy. But again, adult baby, you do you. You do you, babies. You yep, a baby. Exactly. <laughs> okay, three votes, breath play. Breast are we talking? What do you think about? Are we talking about mothering? breastfeeding? No, breath. What do you mean? Breath. Oh, breath. Play. Okay. Okay. Breath as in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say this: so, that when, when um, the Carradine. Remember when the few years back when the Carradine. Yes. yes Six years. Okay. Yeah. He, he was a found auto doing it on his own. Possibly, we don't know. Right. But um. Well, he was. And people being, were just. Well, he, I mean. They usually do. Autoerotica is usually done by yourself, 
Okay. Usually okay. always in closets for some reason. I think because it's easier to get something around your neck and over the pole. But again, mm-hmm. you get into breath play, which yes, we will throw autoerotica in there. You better damn well know what you're doing, <laughs> otherwise yes. you're going to be a carotene. You know, bye. It feels I good. actually sure, because the, I remember saying or writing. A, no, I was going to write about it in my blog. Because people were just trashing him all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I said the interesting thing that you might want to remember is in hundreds of the hotels across the world, that same thing was taking place. Only they didn't oh, die. Absolutely. You know, so absolutely. quit trashing him. But there was also, uh, when I was researching that to write the article, I found out there was some incest accusations with him too. Anyway, I just decided to, you know, just, didn't do the article, but but yeah, everybody always points to someone else's kink and they forget what they're into, you know. Mm-hmm. So and, it's, and we do that even within the community. Like we do that all the time. We point at people and go, "Oh, well, that's not good, but this is okay." It's like no, you yeah. gotta you gotta pull back and look at it as a whole. So autoerotica, when you're doing auto asphyxiation, yeah, you have to be very very careful when you are doing when you are a dom or a dummy who is out there doing breath play and you are doing smothering, ass smothering and stuff, clearly you have to be careful. Yes, One second too do. long and you're going to be doing CPR. So you just got to Honestly, I have to There's tell nothing you nothing wrong with it. Cute, this cute little story, and it's terrible, but you can't help but laugh. I picked up the daily newspaper <laughs> one day. Uh-huh. And there was an article that the police had gone to a house and arrested a woman because her husband took her food stamps and sold them to get pot, so she sat on him, sat on his face, and she killed him. <laughs> it's like over, over. <laughs> true story. Oh I just couldn't help but laugh, but you know. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, she was well, mad. Well, you know, <laughs> just don't piss women off. That's all I gotta say. Just, you know, happy wife, happy life. Don't. Screw with your wife, you know. You never know what's going to happen to you. Holy crud muffins. Whew. Yeah, okay. you're right, though. You have to be very careful. I had a guy do. that used to call me, and he'd want me to watch him on cam, and he would put a thing around his neck and do that. And I, every Ooh. time I was on pins and needles, and I finally told him, I can't yes. do this with you anymore. You know, it's too, too scary. Too, 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 too freaky. Yeah. Way too scary. I mean, what if something would have happened to him? I couldn't have done anything. Shit out of me. Yes. Oof. And what were you telling him, like, to tighten it and loosen it kind of a thing? or did he That's what he wanted me to do. Oof, and I did no. it a couple times. Oof. But this was that would have scared the crap out of me because you're not there. You're not in control. Yeah, and he was also snorting a little coke. He was doing some poppers, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was really dangerous. And I'm like, this is not good, <laughs> you know. And it hurt because I really liked him. He was a sweetheart. He'd actually write me songs and record them and send them to me. He was a sweetheart. But I just couldn't do that with him anymore. No. No, I can see that because that's scary as hell. Because, again, you're not in control. So, again, guys, that, that kind of in and of itself is a little bit abusive because we're not in control. So don't put us in situations like that. Just as a kind of general thing, watch what you're asking us to do on the phone because we don't have that much control over your safety. It's all in your hands. 
Yeah, we and can't do much. I know. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to be responsible for someone keeling over because they were an idiot. So, ew. Okay, what about furries? Furries got four votes. I think everybody needs to leave the furry community alone, myself. I think they're fine, but I think it's silly, but I think it's fine for them, you know? It's not my well, cup of tea found, at all. Though, with what? furries, first of all, 99.9% of furries, this is not sex play of any kind. Ah, I did not know that. They are okay. simply dressing up and creating anthropomorphized animals that they connect to. And what I've noticed is many of them do this because it helps them come out of, a lot of them have social anxieties. They have issues with, Mm -hmm. you know, even being in crowds or talking to people. But you put them in their fursona, which is what they call them. You put them in their suit and their fursona, and some of these outfits are, oh, my God, they're stunningly beautiful, beautiful put together. They put tons of work into it. And they all of a sudden bloom. They are completely different. They are outgoing. They are expressive. And it gives them that outlet. So this crap that you see in the media of there being yiffing, which is what they were saying, that that's what the sex part where they rub each other. First of all, let me tell you, when you're in a costume that large, you can't feel shit. So this whole Well, if you could, it would get kind of messy. For po- yeah, exactly. So it, it, the whole idea of it is kind of stupid. It's more just um, cosplay than anything else. It's more just allowing them to have that ability to take on a different personality for a little while. And esca- it's, a, it's escapism. It's the same as everything else we do. It's escapism. So I'm going to say, I'm going to vote for leave the goddamn furries alone. <laughs> tired of these poor people being picked on. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. Uh, next, we've got home wrecking. This one bugs me. Sorry, I'll say it. I don't like home wrecking. I will I think too. It's nasty. I think if you are actually fucking with someone's marriage, you suck because that's not cool. Because Again, start- if, if you want to do it in fantasy, that's one thing. You know, that's fine. It's- that's fine. You know, I, I, I'll never know why someone wants to hurt someone else, even in fantasy. But that's their thing. And you've got to respect that they've got their kings will never understand. And I do, you know, but to do it for real, never, 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 never. Because that woman doesn't deserve over, that. There's a line in the sand. Sorry, I'm going to point out this line in the sand. You... Don't ever fuck with someone who doesn't know what's happening. It's exactly. the difference between me calling up and pretending to be a dentist and scaring someone. I'm not going to hurt anybody. But when you are doing things to specifically screw with someone's marriage, oh, karma, 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 karma. Just saying, it's not wise. So, and I know these guys, and here I will say to you, okay, to you submissives out there who like home wrecking, who want home wrecking, pull up your damn big boy pants and get a divorce. Because most of you are demanding this shit because you don't have the balls to pull the plug on your own marriage. Well, if I get caught, you know, if somebody outs me, well, then everything's done and I don't have to pull the plug. That's what that is. So, grow the fuck up. Chances are she doesn't you want know, to do with you either. I, 
I want to throw this in here because it's probably the only place it'll fit. Is I feel the same way about public humiliation, because yep. if you th- you know I've that. had people tell me she made me do this, she made me do that, she made me pee my pants and go into the store. Well, you know what? Everybody else is involved in your fantasy at that point that you run into, and it's not fair. You know, it's not fair to anybody else. I remember a guy telling me, and I actually thought it was hot, I have to say, he had retired as a um, school principal, Catholic school principal, matter of fact, and uh, he had moved to Florida, and he'd gotten a job as a bus driver as a second career, and he called me one day, and he was so hot. He's like, you're not going to believe this. A woman got on the bus with, with a guy on a leash. And I immediately thought, oh, that's so hot. But then I thought about all those people sitting on that bus, you know. It's and not fair to what them. if a grandmother's like, sitting there with it. her child? Exactly. There's, you, it's time and place, you guys. Time and place. Time and place. I get it. Maybe if you were to take someone on a leash, depending on how they're dressed, depending on how it's done. But you, you've got to remember that when there's kids. That leaves someone else having to explain it, and they can't. They don't get it. They don't know what's going on. So if it's for a fetish event, or even if you're going to, like, a pride festival, or you do you. Go as, you know, go as nuts as you want to go. But time and place. If you're just going to go on a city bus or walk through the mall, are you kidding me? <laughs> on top of that, most people are going to look at you like you're a bunch of idiots. Like, nobody's, nobody's going to get it. It's just your little perversion. I think it's a lovely so, fantasy. I have a fantasy of I love to slap men. <laughs> it's a little kink of mine. And and I, the fantasy is to slap them in public and really tell them off. But I would never do it for real, even with somebody I was actually dominating, because it's not fair to expose that to everybody else to that. It's just not. It's a fantasy, and it'll stay a fantasy. Uh, so, But it's high. <laughs> And I did because you know my daughter used to kick boy used to kick this kid when she was in grade one. She would every day kick this kid in the balls, and he she would sit there and kiss herself laughing, and he would ask her to do it. And I went, "Do you realize?" This is years later. I went, "Do you realize what you've created?" <laughs> she goes, "I can't help it. The kid used to love it." He used to be like, okay, do it. Because I think what he would, would enjoy, even though obviously they're too small, there's no sexual aspect to it, he was enjoying entertaining her. So this little guy ah. is submissive right out of the gate. <laughs> like, it was like, yeah, wonder what happened to him. I'd like to know what he's I know, doing I would in his adult life. to know what happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been epic. I can ju- I, I, he's got to be somebody's client at this point. Absolutely. Whew. Okay, so on from homewrecking, religious humiliation. What do you think about that one? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Okay, this is interesting because I'm. I think most of us are very complex when you get right down to it. I'm very spiritual, and mm-hmm. I don't believe in religion, but I believe in God with my whole heart and soul. And I don't necessarily think God is the God I grew up with in the Catholic religion. I think God is just God, and it doesn't matter what you call Him. Him, her, whatever. But um, I can do religious humiliation, and I like it. So, um, but there's there's things I won't cross. I mean, I have these words I won't say, and um, like the N-word we were talking about one time before. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I get a kick out of it too. But I, but I actually think God. My thing is, I always say God cares what you do with your heart. You know, exactly. not what you. And so the rest, it's he thinks we're a bunch. Of, he's, he's. I think he's sitting back and laughing at us. You know, like mm-hmm. these crazy humans. I never knew they'd come up with all this. You know, so this I don't insanity, think he cares. Yeah. I don't. I don't, think, I don't think this it. God cares. Yeah. I have no qualms because I think religions are stupid. I think it's just a way for you to focus thought, which is all prayer is, focus thought, which is great. And if that's something you enjoy, that's great. But more people have died in the name of religion than anything else. So all the I collect rosaries because I was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. But I have actually done a fantasy. Didn't mean to do it because usually when I'm in the middle of a fantasy, I'm just going and I'm feeding off the person I'm doing it with. It just came out of my mouth and I stuck a rosary up his ass. Oh, I did I do that? Oh, it gets worse, but I'm not going to say it in front of everybody. <laughs> I have fun getting it guys to ejaculate on the Koran. Yeah, you heard me. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Okay, you do that. Kind of yeah. The page, page is a bit sticky, though, just so you know. But whatever. No, I don't find wrong <laughs> with religious humiliation. Uh, you know, if that's what you enjoy, then what the hell? That's not hurting anybody. It's only hurting you spiritually if it's breaking that bond you have with your religion. I mean, if you really have that bond, then don't cross your bond. That's your That's your thing. But if you don't care, then who cares? I do Religion's have this philosophy. And I don't think a lot of people would probably agree with me, but I've just had instances that have happened. Because I did this all through college. So I had this whole background when I got to where I am now. But um, I think sometimes the kink, even though we can't quite figure out a lot of times where it came from, Mm -hmm. there is a healing taking place with it. We don't understand Mm -hmm. it all. I really do. I think something's being healed inside of them. I know it happened for me at a certain point. There was I used to have this weird fantasy that I'd always feel guilty about, and it's gone. It's totally gone. But I went through. I also went to therapy when I was in college, and I went through the the a very bad relationship was the best things that ever that all could have happened to me while I was young. You know, just let's learn it all right now, Angie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> get it all out there. Throw it all in. <laughs> yeah. So I was like in a Jesuit Catholic college in the daytime and I was talking dirty on the phone at night, you know, so it was quite the education and I probably learned more from the, the, um, the guys that I learned from the uh, interesting. I mean, just interesting. The priest that cussed all the time and smoked cigarettes because yeah. he wanted to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just childish. You've got to be you know, a cool just, priest now. Yeah. But yet you'll have a guy does this really crazy fantasy and you find out he dresses up at Christmas as a clown and goes to the hospital and gives kids. He's a pharmacist, so he gives all the kids free drugs, you know, and, and he dresses up as a clown and takes them presents. And I mean, they're just human beings like we are. And I guess that was the thing when we were talking about this on Twitter and decided to do this is a lot of people think, I think, there's a group anyway, a certain group of girls that really judge these guys so harshly, you know, and I try not to do that. I would talk to you about this, you know, and mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard sometimes, but 
especially if you you don't know them. And then they come up with something so crazy. You know, I've hung up on people. I haven't been good at it. But I try to explain to them, well, the platform I use, we have terms of service and we can't, we can't do that, you know. Yeah. And, and I've even had them ask me, what do you think about it? I said, it doesn't matter, you know. That's the rule. I just have to follow the rule. And, exactly. and that's what I do, you know. I, I wish, sometimes I wish I could do them. You know, I, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you one. I don't know if this is, this will probably come up. Uh, maybe it was a adult baby, but when men want to be, have a mommy mistress, to me that is mm-hmm. not, it, that is not, you're not hurting anybody. He's just talking about himself. He's not saying, I want to be a daddy dom. He's saying, I want a, a mommy mistress. And that makes sense to me because, you know, with that mm-hmm. healing thing, I'm thinking, something happened there. And it gives, and sometimes I think that age thing, actually it's like another layer of power you know um actually we have um daddy matt when we get into doing mommy daddy stuff daddy matt has was kind enough to do a quick interview with me on his thoughts about that and he has come up with it so succinctly it's just beautiful how he's put the whole daddy mommy thing it's lovely. Before we do that, though, um, Maika is holding, and I want her to, because she's just jumping up and down, trying to okay. <laughs> give us her opinion here. Maika, are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like she's falling asleep. <laughs> okay, so you're jumping up and down. What's going on? Um, let's <laughs> just stop. Um, okay, religious, or religion play, Uh is, it's, it's, I think the reason why that one gets to people is because a lot of religion nowadays is based on sin, and people get the whole penance and penitent and confessional Uh and everything else, and it gives them the chance to try and, um, expunge themselves of their feelings without actually having to do it in front of a priest. Mhm. Agreed. Do you want to know and who we should talk that, to, though, as far as the priest is concerned? I think Bill I, should say something. Bill. Hello, Father Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you think. Cause you, honestly, God, he's he's you're talking to him. He's the minister who is also a dom. Yeah. Tell us what you think. I mean, it's up to the people. I mean, like me, I have no problem with it. Because a lot of times it's people, you know, they're hearing all these evil things and, and about the priests that are in their religion, you know, the child molestations, the thieving from their own church, and, you know, just basically the jackasses that are making millions off of people and not having to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So, people are fetishizing it that these guys have power, and that's where they want to be under. They want to be under the power, or you know, it's like the old schoolgirl Catholic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how guys would look and go, "Oh, she's probably hot as hell underneath," and it's like, "Dude, she's probably got granny panties on and a training bra. Leave her alone." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, totally. 
But yeah, okay. So when when you look at religious stuff, and we're looking at the 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 hierarchy, of course, some people are going to fetishize that because again, you're looking at a power exchange. We look up to priests. We look up to these people who are in these positions of religious power. So it makes sense that you would do that. To me. Maika, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Sarah just said something interesting in channel. What? What? Not going to lie, I was more interested in the uniform than the girl. (laughs) (laughs) That's Sarah. (laughs) Which is religious humiliation. Nope, that's Hmm. beautiful. Maika, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Uh, not right now. <laughs> okay, oh, I'm um, put you back on hold. I'll bring you guys. I'll bring you and Therbees back very shortly. Okay, I'm just gonna put you both back on hold. Okay. Speaking of though, I will say that I did a wonderful fantasy a couple of days ago with a gentleman, and uh, it was a female nun, and it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> We had a lot of fun. <laughs> and no he was a very kid. bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better. Woo. Oh, come and confess to me, baby. Come and confess to me. <laughs> you will pay penance, just so you know. Anyways, religious humiliation only got four votes. So that wasn't too bad. Race play is our next one. Um, five votes for race play. <laughs> That, again, is a touchy subject. We have done a ton of shows on it. And the end game is everybody do you. It's, you know, unless, first of all, the N-word should never come out of a white person's mouth. Just keep that in mind. Um, Otherwise, do you. But in a sexual situation, you will always have certain, depending on what it is, Race will always come into play. Cuckolding, race comes into play. There's tons of ways race comes into play. The whole BBC phenomenon, just ask Naima. Race play is going to be a part of fetish, BDSM, and sex in general. It just is. And as long as you're not indulging in, you know, negative aspects of it or, you know, having black slaves within reason. It's really hard for me to see, even you'll see girls advertising black girls advertising they want to be mastered to whip this n er you know and it breaks my heart when i see that and but no if that's way. what they want to do are they white no they're black and and you'll see them but see, you'll see okay, them every but, once but in a while here's the thing with that it's it's heartbreaking but at the same time if they want to do that they have that right i don't think yeah, to perpetuate it but that's Whatever. If if they want to do that, they at least have the right. Whereas if a white person's doing it, no, now we got problems. But if you're black, do I think you should perpetuate the N word? No. I, I think in the long run, it does a disservice to your entire race. But again, that's up to you. Not my call. It's, it's your call. Yeah, exactly. You know, she's got to do her thing, like you said. Do you? But. Still drives me crazy. I would say, "Don't do it. Be a dom. Be a dom." <laughs> Probably uh, from using the word. 
but no way, no no worries. Let's, I've let's had men beg. Along. I've had black men beg me to use it, and I'm like, no, I won't oh, do yeah, it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I just won't. Absolutely. I actually do really well with. <laughs> sorry, Cheryl, you know her as hushes. Just said, yes, yes, I need to clean yes. my rosary. If a caller wants a fetish call that crosses the line with me, I tell him that's one of my turnoffs, and we don't want to turn me off. Yes, <laughs> she's just she needs to clean her rosary now. Just so you know, that's your fault. But as far as race play goes, yes, I had, I had, I am really, I can do race play. I can bash the white race, no problem. I don't have a problem. You're white, you want me to denigrate you, no problem. I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem, and I did. I had a, I had a black gentleman call me, and I was like, I suck at this. Because I'm just like, I don't want to say these things. He's like, that's no, okay. It's, okay. <laughs> it's just not funny. But I, <laughs> I get this hang up where that's concerned, but, you know, if you're white, I'll put you right into the ground. So go figure. Like, it's just. Everybody, again, line in the sand is different for everybody. Whew. Okay, so next one. Now we're into Mommy Daddy. Mommy Daddy got seven votes. Mommy Daddy, to me, is a misnomer. It depends on how it's being used. And like I said, I think what we should do, we're going to give everybody a break. I'm going to put Angela on hold, and I want you to listen to Daddy Matt, who couldn't be here tonight because he was working. He really wanted to be. So what I did was I talked to him and recorded a little piece with him. So if you guys don't mind, I am going to play Daddy Matt's interview. I am going to put everyone else on hold and everyone go get a drink. I think it's a good idea. Everybody, I want you to welcome Daddy Matt to the show. I love the fact that you're here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. As you know, we are discussing taboo fetishes. Part of that, part of the play in that is the daddy-mommy thing. Mm -hmm. And some people find that the use of either one, but more so the use of daddy, not for some reason there's a double standard there, but more so the use of daddy, because, okay, we have to, we're going to have to throw this in there. R. Kelly hasn't made the word all that popular now. I was going to say the, the double standard is patriarchy. We're, unfortunately, we're a patriarchal society that is so ass backwards that we can't find our ass. Unbelievably. And so the connotation is lost in that minutia of the patriarchy. And, and I agree with you. But what I'm finding interesting with all of this is how there's such a negative connotation, either of those two words, when it comes to sex. Now, We know that there's the whole incest bugaboo attached to it, and it depends to me on how you're going into this. Daddy, to me, is not offensive, yet there's a ton of people that think calling someone daddy therefore puts the whole incest into the thing, which which I disagree with. When it comes to fetish and it comes to BDSM, the whole daddy thing changes. And it then becomes more of a DNS. In other words, you're going to look up to your daddy. You're going, daddy is the ruler. Therefore, as a submissive, of course, you're going to call him daddy. And most people do. It's just now we have a lot of negativity towards it. Again, I'll say with the R. Kelly, especially because it's so forefront in the news with him insisting on these 13-year-olds calling him daddy. Which, again, we know it's a power move. But a power move, obviously, in a negative direction. Whereas where we play, 
it's not a negative direction. What do you think about the whole daddy thing and, and how do you view it? Well, I, I think that people tend to take it too literally. And, and if we kind of reflect on it, the first DNS relationship we all have is with our parents. Mm -hmm. And to move to a comfort zone, we all do that of what's familiar. So to, to have someone re referred to as daddy and DNS is, is natural or mommy and DNS. I think it's like you said, because of, of patriarchal issues, it's more common for daddy than mommy. They both should be equal. And most times in DNS relationships, it is truly a title more than a reflection of status. And what I mean by that is I may have a captain on my ship, but that captain doesn't come off the cruise ship and control my life, right? They're on the cruise ship. They're there for a function. And so when you call someone daddy it's, or mommy, it's in the same venue. It's a function of something you're doing together. And very rarely is it in the literal context of incest or even we'll take it to more of a, more of a, a relatable concept like little play. As a dom, I fluctuate between hardcore dungeon scenes and people that are into little play. And 99% of the time, people who are into little play who call me daddy, they aren't looking to be spanked. They're looking to be loved. They're looking for affection. Mm -hmm. They're looking to be nurtured. And I think that most of the time, even when you have someone who's tied up and gagged and you're flogging the crap out of them, they're looking for acceptance. They're looking for love. And they've chosen this avenue because it's most comfortable for them to express and find that love. But ultimately, that's what they're looking for in all DNS relationships. They're looking for love and acceptance. And once again, it comes back to our first DNS relationship is our parents. We are, we're dependent upon them. We have to trust them. We have no choice. And so when we're self-healing, we start from that point and we move out. And so I experienced that myself. I'm, I'm in a poly relationship with three men. Two of the men I'm in a relationship with, I've been with for 15 years. And when we started out, I, had, I was a, a dom, and I moved into a sub role for them. And I would, you know, I, I did not have a great childhood. Mm -hmm. And because I was able to take a submissive role to them, they allowed me in my 20s and my early 30s to heal a lot of emotional wounds that I never got the chance to address in childhood. Now, do you call any of them daddy? Not anymore. Because I grew as a person, and that didn't fit our relationship. So do any of them call you daddy? No. So right now, is there even really a DNS component in the relationship anymore? Yes, because there is a level of respect and trust that is hierarchical. So because we're poly, we function well as a pack. Okay. And we have, a, we have an alpha in the household, and then everyone kind of fluctuates around the alpha. Because there's an alpha in the dynamic, I still would say it's a DNS relationship. But for most functionality of like paying bills, managing household, the day to day things, not really anymore. So it just depends on how you want to look at it. Well, what do you say to someone saying, okay, with the use of the word daddy, you are instantly putting in incest into the relationship? I would say, why do you feel that way? What's, what happened in your childhood that made you feel that way? That's truly interpretational. Sure. And, and as someone who was a survivor of being molested, mm -hmm. as someone who's had a really crazy childhood, I can tell you that personally for me, I've never had any sexual attraction to my father. With that being said, I've always been attracted to the father image. Right. And so, and, and being a bear and being attracted to bears, you know, of course, the, the man that I find attractive, 90% of the time falls into like what you would see an old dad looking like. Right. So to have that cross dynamic of, hey, I've, I've got this image of what I'm attracted to, it usually qualifies as, as a DILF. It seems like a natural progression of what you would say or do. But for someone who immediately 
for them, it feels very incestuous. I think that they have to ask themselves, like, why do you have that immediate reaction to it? And what does that bring up for you? And can you say, okay, well, that brings that up for me, but other people are going to feel differently. Exactly. And, and I'm going to say, I, I can go onto Twitter and I see these cash doms, which it's so funny because it'll be like this 22 year old guy who probably can't grow a beard. And he's like, <laughs> I'm a daddy. <laughs> and I'm like, have you finished puberty? <laughs> have you, I'm serious. I'm like, have you finished puberty? Because you don't look like a daddy at all. And so the, the concept, like daddy is now like, it's a title. And, and, and for me as a gay person, and especially coming from queer culture and leather culture of old guard leather, which right. came out of World War II, mm-hmm. you know, daddy was definitely a title. You didn't get to just be a daddy. You didn't get to just be a master, you know? Anyone who's familiar with DNS and BDSM culture knows that these aren't titles that are just like, oh, you have to earn that. Yes. You have to put in work and nurture and care and mentor and be, and be active in your community and be active with the people you, you work with. And when I say work, I mean like, you know, your kink relationships. To really have that title means you've put in a lot of work. Because, you know, a 22 year old can call himself daddy, but no one's going to take it seriously unless he can Pull it be, off. A me- yeah. well, be, a, be a mentor. Yeah. Be, be a father figure or, or a mommy. So let's go to a mommy dom. You know, I can be 22 year old female and say I'm a mommy dom, but if I can't nurture you, guide you, and build trust, how can I really be a mommy? Well said. That's very true. Do you have something that you want to portray to people who are thinking this way or who think that it should be removed from the community? I just really want them to take a second to like divide the personal feelings they're having towards it and really look at that and say, okay, well, if we're acknowledging it's a title, why is it having such a, a vehement reaction to you? Why are you so instantly opposed to it? Why are you so instantly like your mind goes straight to incest? Like what inside of them is really causing this response? Mm-hmm. Because that is such a strong emotion that it's something that they need to address. People are going to say whatever they want and I'm going to ignore them. They're not really going to change my life. But my concern now is for them to say, okay, well, if this is such a strong reaction. What happened in your life? What is making you feel this way? Because ultimately, I can't change anyone else. And I'm hoping that they'll gain some perspective at looking at the whole picture and saying, hey, you know, I'm reacting very immediately and emotional this way. And the whole spectrum is acting another way. What's the disconnect? Why am I so immediately like, this is tab- so taboo and as a title, not even just like as a functionality, as a title, why is this so taboo as a title that I'm upset? I think that more people need to, need to play with mommy, dom, and daddy, dom dynamic. Like I said, when it comes to DNS, your first DNS relationship is with your parents. If you're someone who wants to explore BDSM, giving your husband or wife that title, even in a small context, even in a short time, it allows you to free up a portion of your mind and your soul that you're not used to tapping into. We need to build trust in our relationships. And sometimes it's really hard to put those hat on. Like I've got, I've got my wife's hat or I've got my husband's hat, right? And mm-hmm. we're equal partners. But in the bedroom, I want to be able to let go. Right. Or I want to be able to take more control. Being able, being able to use a title lets you have that for that short time. And I think people need to embrace that. That's beautiful. Thank you, Matt. Now, Matt, tell yes. everybody where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Lord Refser, and you can also find me on Instagram at lordrefser.ig. I'm also on Nightflirt as Lord Refser, and you can also find me at uh, lordrefser.com. Thank you, Matt. Thank you so much for uh, reaching out to me. I'm a huge fan of the show, and it's, it's such a great treat to speak with you because as someone who is a, a, a student of psychology, I'm not a professional in any mm-hmm. capacity, um, 
it's so great to hear that bridge between the fetish community and actual medicine and psychology and self-help and that, that cross genre of that and to hear it being illustrated in such a great way. Wasn't that awesome? He did such a, a great job displaying that. He he was really good at explaining that. I thought the fact that it was all, you know, if you, when you look at we are, that, 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 that really is, our, your mother and father are the first two people you look up to. So it just stands to reason. What do you think, Ange? Um, okay, so I'm going to tell you a little story. This is where it gets a little weird, so bear with me. Um, when I learned to masturbate, I was like 13 or 14 years old, and I always had this daddy fantasy. And um, I would feel shame afterwards because I was very Catholic at that point, right. just this horrible shame. So, and it lasted. It was, and uh, so when I was going to college. And I had that therapist, and it took me forever, but I finally got it out of my mouth, and I told her because I knew I needed to. That's what I was there for. And uh, so I told her, and as I described the fantasy, it was always like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to. Daddy said, oh, you're going to like it. You're going to get so hot. No, I don't want to, I don't want to. Oh, yeah, you do. Oh, look at you. You're getting hot. You're such a dirty little girl. And it all changed. She said, duh. And I went, what? She goes, your dad abandoned you when you were in third grade. It makes total sense. You're still trying to get him to pay attention to you. She cured me. <laughs> she did, you know. But it, what if I oh, hadn't yeah. worked that out with her? You know, I'd still be mm-hmm. doing it. But, uh, I mean, I, that's why I think, I mean, even then, I had to put that all together with what I was hearing from the guys and all the other stuff. But mm-hmm. I do think a lot of healing takes place. I really do. And the other thing I would like to say, what he was saying about it's a title, in those fantasies, it wasn't like I was the little girl or my father's face ever was there. It was like watching it almost rather than being it, if that makes sense. So nope, that makes I, I think that makes total sense. So yeah. and, and we might as well jump into incest right now, which is a hard line <laughs> for most people. Might as well. I mean, we're here, right? Incest came in at number three with 29 votes. So, but but what you I mean that's that was not incest what you were experiencing. I'm talking full bore, you know. Yeah. Brothers, no, no, no. Sisters. Now we've obviously it's a hard line in the sand. I would hope with most people, although when you look at historically incest, both incest and pedophilia, which came in at number one with 56 votes. Thank you for it coming in number one. But let's look at it historically. Both incest and pedophilia have been around for millennia. Essentially, uh, well, that's how we kingdoms became kingdoms. Exactly. You know, they, they wanted to keep it in the family, the, the gold and the, the jewels and all that. Yes. Exactly. Uh-huh. But where I draw a hard line now, I mean, we aren't living back then. I would like to think we've evolved past that. Pedophilia, unfortunately, <laughs> is still one of the biggest issues we have in this world. Um, most I of which, agree. You know, is, is done against their will. Um, so I, I, pedophilia is a hard line, period. Don't touch children. And if you do... I will come out and say, you have an issue. If you want I will to call fuck the police. Your sister, 
<laughs> you have an issue. You need to see a shrink. You do. Well, you know, they, there's this argument guys that are in bestiality will say. They'll say, well, the dogs love it. <laughs> How do you I'm know? I'm like, it doesn't. When was the last time you spoke dog? Have you sat down and had a cigarette with it afterwards and it's going, God damn, that was great, man. Somehow I doubt that. So, if yeah, it can't give for me is a super hard line. Or, if it can't give permission or you have the power and it doesn't, yeah. you don't get to do it, period. You know, you just don't. I feel bad for the animals. But I will tell you one oh thing. My I have God. worked with three gentlemen who were put through um, sessions with dogs. Um, these were oh done with male doms. These men were very, very psychologically broken. They were badly scarred from this because what happens in these situations, and I will say that there are a lot, there is a different dynamic between male doms and female doms. Male doms are harsher. Male doms are meaner to other men, especially like submissive men. Not all the time, but for the most part, your hardcore ones are, are really nasty. And they will get you to do things and get you to try to cross lines that a female dominant will not because we have that nurturing quality and they kind of don't. And a lot of them will look at a submissive male as garbage and they want to destroy them. They want to screw with them. So this is what they did with these guys. Now, as a submissive, you're sitting in this situation where you have, you do have a choice. I mean, you can always stand up and walk out. Maybe they might let you out. They might not. This is how hardcore these guys can get. So, they're forced into these positions of having to do these things with dogs or whatever it happens to be, and it has totally screwed them up. So I would, you know, I realize there's a market for it. I realize some men really like to watch it. They like to watch women with animals. They like all of it. Um, so gross. I'm sorry. It's uh, exactly. So like it's just, it's so gross it's, it's not even to be believed. But I talk to many people who have seen photos as children and now can't get it out of their minds. So they, you know, like they were picking through dad's books or whatever, and they saw pictures, and it sticks with them. And they obviously have a huge guilt about it, but they still play. And I will say one thing. If you are going to indulge in bestiality of any kind, let's try not to use an actual living, breathing animal. There is, I had a gentleman on the show, on the Xenomorph show, who did alien dildos, but he also designed animal dildos. My suggestion is, if this is something that is replaying in your mind and you really want to play with it, buy a piece of plastic that looks like a wolf dick or whatever. Don't, you know, don't get into the actual animal. Again, this bullshit about, well, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt the animal. It may not hurt the animal, but again, when was the last time a dog actually looked and went, yeah, it was great. Like, Hey there, you hey there, big boy. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, like, come on. Just Crossed its legs. Don't try to justify it. See, that's a bull 
bullshit phrase. That's just trying to justify your bullshit behavior. That's all that is. You know, oh, you know, they don't care. Oh, really? Oh, really? Because like I said, when was the last time you had a conversation with your dog and it said it was totally down with what, you know, Johnny was blowing it? Like, I mean, come on. I recently, I don't even know where I read it now. It was on the Internet. This man, it was this whole thing about it. It was like, must have been a website that did deviant things or something. I don't know. But anyway, this man who had shitloads of money would go to a horse stall and be fucked by a horse. Mm-hmm. And, they, and he would have someone film it. And he mm-hmm. got killed by the horse. And it was filmed. There you go. Anally, and that probably, anally. I will tell you something, that probably sold as a snuff film. And probably. don't think that snuff films are not out there. For those of you who don't know what a snuff film is, there is also, I mean, you guys, there are so many taboo fetishes, we wouldn't even be able to hit them all. Snuff films. What's a snuff film? For those of you who don't know, snuff films are those who really get off on watching people get murdered. They watch them get tortured and killed. And that shit goes on. It's underground, obviously. It will probably at this point be dark web. It used to just be, you know, in the back alleys and shit. Um, don't have to now. You can just hop onto the dark web. That stuff goes on. The same with the pedophilia. It is usually people with an enormous amount of money who can pay to have these things done and filmed and, and you know, with the pedophilia bring children to them. The very rich do tend to indulge in some really nasty shit. I think a lot of so, stuff goes on in Europe from what I've heard. You know, a lot of Europe's that. Europe's um, always been known for being kinky. Like, think about it. <laughs> yeah. They've always you know? been kinky. Like, if you think about it, other world kingdom, where is it? I think it's in the Czech Republic, is it not? I'm not world sure. Kingdom, I think. Um, but, again, and that that whole thing, is it, the setup at other world is, is really, really cool. But... Again, it's over there, and it's it's literally you have ponies, and they, the thing is set up like just it's almost like Game of Thrones BDSM. It's it's really kind of cool. Man again, ponies. She means man that. ponies, they, by the way. Right. What's that? You mean po- man yeah, I ponies? Yeah, mean, like, human ponies. Human ponies. Yeah. Human puppies. <laughs> not real ponies and puppies. But it's it's all really cool, and then they they sleep in cages, and you know, and if that's your thing, go for it. What the hell? You might as well experience it to the end. So, um, where am I here? Because we've been bouncing around. Um, what do you think of rape? I don't get it. Consensual. But I also think it's okay if people want to do it, but I've just known a horrible. I'm not even going to bore you with the story, but it was horrible. I wasn't. It wasn't me. It was my best friend. And I just mm-hmm. don't get why people are turned on by it. But a lot of girls are. You know, a lot of girls read Harlequin Romance. I don't, you know. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of it, again, has to do with power play. It is the ultimate for a male or a female when you think about being forced into something, when you look at giving up your power and giving up your, um, how you, like giving up literally your power. It's, it's letting that go. Now, in the real world, Nobody wants to be raped because rape is only about power and it is not fun. It is horrific. It is very damaging physically and mentally. And it's not cool. However, playing in a fantasy rape situation, say your husband or something, 
I don't see anything wrong with that. And the other thing that will happen is many rape victims hold a very – what happens is they, they get raped, and sometimes what will happen is they will end up with it being a sexual turn-on for them, which then in turn increases more shame because they're stuck there going, I don't understand mm. why this is turning me on now. And it's a horrible position to be in. But it's not a negative thing to fantasize about because it is ultimate, you know, giving up of your control. But I wouldn't necessarily want to indulge it unless you know who's playing. Yeah, you should be, if you're going to play that game, you need to, play with somebody you know very well that's for you sure do. like if, if your husband if your husband gets it maybe he can arrange for a friend to come and do it you know what i'm saying like there's ways of doing it and i know that there are some doms who actually can arrange for things like that if you want um or the kidnapping that's fantasy that. that's another one kidnapping is yes another one kidnapping uh. is huge kidnapping is another one and there are doms who will actually go out and do it. it's a lot of money but it can be done you know, nothing is impossible. It just depends on the dog. So between the rape and, you know, the kidnapping, if you think about your power is being ripped from you. And for a lot of people, that's really cool. You know what I've found out, too? A lot of – I actually like the cerebral fantasies. That's what I like, and that's what I think I'm good at. But um, the interesting thing is, because I always encourage my guys that they've never really sucked a dick or they've never really, but they, it turns them on so much, and, or they've never really been dominated, you know, but they love to talk about it. I'm like, try it. well, go ahead and try it once. But what's interesting is a lot of times they'll come back from them and say the fantasy is better than the reality. I find that very interesting. And that's, that's true of anything. A lot of times what we do is we build these things up so much in our minds, and I find that happens a lot when you go to a pro dom for the first time. You will have this built up that you you kind of go, oh, it just wasn't what I had in my head. Well, no, because you made it. Yeah, so because huge. that's what we do on the phones. We do yeah. what's in their head. <laughs> you <Exactly>. know, <laughs> we walk them through it before they end up going and seeing someone professionally. So, you know, I mean. Again, that's exactly what everybody's there for. We are there, especially anyone on the phones is there to work you guys through these fantasies. That way, hopefully, you're not going out there and doing anything nasty to yourself or someone else. It's just that simple. Okay. Um, forced in-talks. Does that bug you? I don't like it too much, but I just want the person to be co- coherent. They get very boring. <laughs> right? That's when they get true. really bloated. When you go too quickly, yeah, it's like, oh, this is fun, talking to a drunk, yay. But you can't even have a conversation really, with them at a certain point. <laughs> unless, when forced intox is kind of, to me, a misnomer, again, because if I'm not standing next to you, I can't force you. I can tell you to take a drink. I can tell you to snort your poppers, but it's up to you to do it. So really worth the force. Right, it's kind of like that's what I mean. It's like unless that's like guys that go, can you make me eat my cum? Okay, number one for those of you who ever request this, the girl on the other end of the line 
cannot make you eat your cum. Why? Because she's not standing there putting it into your mouth. It's, she's not there. So in reality, <laughs> no. Because when you have an orgasm, gentlemen, you are flooded with the hormone prolactin, which immediately takes your submission away. That is the basis of putting someone in chastity. Control the orgasm, control the male. So the minute you have that orgasm, unless you catch it and shove it in your mouth, like within seconds, it's not going to happen because you're going to go, fuck you, I ain't doing this. And it happens every yeah. single time. That's yeah. why guys are like, well, she couldn't make me do it. No, you're right, because she's not standing next to you shoving it in your face. Unless the same thing when there, they want to eat their own cum. Not, yeah. You know, a lot of them will eat it. They will. I have a lot of will. But a lot of them will say, make me eat my cum, make me eat my cum. And I'm like, you're going to have to be fast about this because you're not going to exactly. want to do it once you come. <laughs> exactly. So you've got to go super, 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 super fast. <laughs> Just really fast if you're going to try and do it. But no, in theory, we can't make you come. And we also can't shove booze in your face. That's up to you. You've got to do that. It's like guys that will call me and go, oh, this woman was so mean. She took all my money. Okay, was she standing next to you? No. Did she put a gun to your head? No. So where again did she take your money? I'm thinking you probably gave it to her, right? Well, I mean, that's just technical. No, that's fact. So stop watching. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start with me. Good Lord. Okay, here's one that's very interesting. Gift giving and bug chasing. Bug chasing came in fourth with 20 votes, and gift giving came in uh, one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, with 12 votes. Bug chasing and gift giving, uh, some people probably don't know what that is, so gift giving may have been someone thinking that it was financial domination. It's not. Um, bug chasing and gift giving go hand in hand. Bug chasing is where men have now become very enamored with trying to get HIV. Gift yes. giving are, are the gentlemen who, in, who have HIV who enjoy spreading it. Again, obviously we're playing with heavy roulette here. If this is something you want to do, you do you. I can't think of anything I would want to do less. But, again, this is the ultimate. These are, these are extremes. These are, this is why they're taboo. These are extremes as far as fetish goes. Because now you're getting into death, eventually. Not so much with HIV anymore, but it's a hell of a lot of money. Why would you do that? If they, Again, get, if they give the AIDS whole, to someone else, they can be charged with murder. So. They can, absolutely. But, but what's happening with this is these guys are actually looking for it, and the gift givers aren't doing it to, like they aren't just going out and randomly doing it. Some, I'm saying within the community. There are some sick fucks out there that obviously run around and do this for sport. And those are the ones that are going to go down. But I'm just saying, within the community, there are gift givers who don't mind giving you HIV. If that's what you want, you can go to them and they will give you HIV. I don't get it. I think the whole point of bug chasing, you miss the chase. If the whole point of chasing is having random sex with someone to see if maybe they end up with a disease, well, if you're just going and meeting someone that you know has the disease <laughs> where's the mystery then like i don't, I don't get it because again to me this is extreme this is ridiculous i will say bug chasing and gift giving in my opinion is the stupidest thing i've ever heard of 
I had a caller once that his whole scene was telling me how he had bareback sex and the fishnet shirt he wore, a hot pink fishnet shirt and, and tight, tight little shiny shorts. And he would go into these scenes and he'd let any man fuck him. And, and I'm like, you're going to, and I was actually concerned because it sounded like he was being very truthful to this day. I don't know, but, um, I'm like, that's so dangerous. And anyway, I'll never forget when we hung up and then I went to see who called me because I usually don't pay too much attention to that. But, um, his name's his member name was HIV positive. There you go. I blocked him at that point. You know what do you do with someone like that? Eh? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, what, so they, I don't know if he was or not. Who knows? Because they were lying about bazookas too. Absolutely. It, most yeah. of what you hear is rubbish, anyways. Most of these things that these guys are telling you they're doing for shock value, it, it's not even real. Most of it's just, you know. Mashugana, it's nothing. But there are those out there who are out there doing that. So to me, bug chasing, gift giving, stupid as fuck. It, it's just stupid. Why anyone would in, would go through that is beyond me. Because again, like even in the end, even if you don't die from it, do you know how much the drugs are to keep you alive? I know, and, yeah. and maybe you want to kill yourself, but I can think of better ways to do it. Like, you know, do do a little, you know. Asphyxiation. It's a lot easier. <laughs> hey, buddy, cheaper. that was further down on the list. Do that one. <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> Why bother? God. Okay, scat. Scat, scat. Scat, scat. Okay, uh, I like this because she was making DQ jokes earlier. We're going to go to DQ for some soft serve. Ew. Anyway, um, <laughs> scat play. What are your thoughts on scat play? Okay, here's my thoughts. I am so disgusted by it, but, okay, also I think it's not safe. It's just, It can be probably as no. unsafe as bug, the bug chasing and everything. Yep. But I know people I really respect that do it. So, you know, that's between them and their clients. I mean, they do it for real in real time. So. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it is actually quite popular. There are queening chairs. There's all kinds of ways of doing it, and I know there are many pro-doms who do it. Um, I find it disgusting. As I told you, I can't do excrement anything because it just gives me the willies. But <laughs> here's what you need to know about scat play. Scat, not just from, oh, you could get a disease. You want to know what you can get? You can get E. coli. And if you get E. coli of any form, and there are many, many of them, you're going to want to die, and you just might. You have to remember that this is waste material coming from a person's body. It contains an enormous amount of negative shit. <laughs> it contains really <laughs> negative stuff. So you that's don't. That's typhoid Mary. You restore. That's <laughs> exactly typhoid Mary. Don't eat shit, please. But if you want to, and you understand the risks of the fact that you are eating human waste material that is not sterile, that has, it's endless. There's bacteria, there's, there's viruses, there's, and this is, you don't have to be sick. People are carriers of stuff. So I would, you know, I, I don't like seeing you do it, but, you know, if you know the risks and you want to go and eat a plate of poo, you can. <laughs> you're too huge. I just. 
I can't, I can't do it. I used to have a guy that called, and he was just always telling me how he loved the poo with corn in it and stuff, and I'm just sitting there with my <laughs> hand over my mouth going, oh, don't puke, don't puke, don't puke. I just, it's just too much. Like, he was, like, describing the chunks, and it was, it was like, okay, seriously, no. Can't do there it. used to be a guy on Twitter. He was a sweetheart. He's not around anymore. But uh, he had a little blog, and he he wasn't in. The, you know, he he would talk about girls and stuff, and you should be good to all of them. And he loved all women. He didn't care if they were tall. He didn't care if they were different religion, different color. He just if they were heavy, if they were thin, none of it mattered. And big tits, little tits. He he really celebrated women, and I really liked him. But he wrote this blog piece one time. And he was talking about how he was going down on this girl, and he wanted to lick her ass. And she's like, no, no, no. And he goes, no, I want to. And she goes, no, no. But he finally talked her into it, and when he was licking her ass, he got a piece of corn in his mouth. <laughs> and, he said, and he said in the blog entry, he said, she was so uptight about this, I would have never, ever, ever let her know that, so I just swallowed it. <laughs> And I thought, what? Now that's a Prince Charming. <laughs> I actually thought it was pretty sweet. You know? Or stories of guys going down on women, and there's toilet paper, and there's this, and there's that. And it's just like, oh, God, you guys, really? What happened to basic hygiene? Oh, God. <laughs> like, seriously. The guys love it. We're the, I, we're to, girls are so wired different for this stuff. We really are. We really are, and and that's yeah. the reason why if you want to go really hardcore, you go to a male dom, because we 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 aren't <laughs> the same. We just, even it's, the ones really not. play it's, in it, just it's not. It, it's completely different. So sometimes yeah. when I'm listening to these guys, I think, and you know, I adore them, and I I really do, and. Uh, I'm to the point now. I don't usually keep people around. I don't like too much. You know, I'll try. Because sometimes it turns to bend, but if it doesn't, then I'm out of there. But sometimes you got to wonder, you know, because I know some of these guys' wives because they're fairly well-known, mm-hmm. and they don't have a clue. You know, they're living this dual life where their kink yep. world is totally different in their head than what they're doing in their everyday life. And and uh, and I think part of it is because most women don't get how different we really are because men don't share that with their wives, you know, no. usually. Yeah. And I'm a big proponent of, of when in doubt, let's try and work this into your marriage. Let's try to work your kinks into the marriage. That's, I, it, that's, I'm a huge person for trying to get your wife involved because, I mean, that's the whole point. Now, like you said, some people like to compartmentalize. I don't want to see my wife that way. That's cool. But, Doing shit behind someone's back is very stressful on you, let alone the person that you're screwing. But I'm just saying it's stressful on you leading to lies. It's a well, lot the easier other thing if is, you can to integrate. Mm-hmm. I wrote about this one somewhere, but it's kind of unfair because, you know, you marry them. You don't tell them anything if you knew it at the time, if you absolutely yeah. knew it. And then 10 years down the road, you realize you're submissive and you want this, that. And you, you're, now you're saying, uh, you know, it was a beautiful table, but I want something different now. And I want you to set exactly. the table again. You know, and you've got to really understand. Yeah. You know, and I always tell them, if it comes to choosing kink over love, don't do it. Choose love. It's not worth it. 
It's it really yeah. is worth it. Not not for you know a, a hop in the sack with doing weird shit. Come on, seriously. I'm assuming you married this person because you loved them at the time. Try and integrate them. Try that's as how much as you can. That's how powerful that urges with them. We're so different than them. That's why women mm-hmm. can dominate so easily. Men, I, I've read this on the Internet, I know, three or four times, that they th- men think about sex like every five minutes. That's and amazing. And they find that you fascinating because I, I get a lot of guys that are like, okay, I want to know what's going on in a woman's mind. Okay, go for it. What do you got? Well, like, don't they think about <laughs> sex a lot? No. We, we can actually take our sexuality, most of us, and shelve it. We can, and that's what you'll find happens in marriages is the woman, because they get into you've got to you know, run your house, you've got to raise your kids, you've got to go to work, there is so much going on that we are taking care of that sex does end up becoming secondary in the relationship, whereas for your husband, it's not. So, and, and in the cases of women who are not sexually satisfied by their husbands, they will literally just shut down. I don't want it anymore. I talked and to a man that hasn't had sex with his mm-hmm. wife. They had sex once since they've been married, and I, I'm going to guess a ballpark pitch, uh, figure. They've probably been married for eight years. I'm not kidding. And he's an attorney. Yeah. I mean, this guy's smart. He has had sex with his secretary. It was a mistake, and he knows it, but now she's got a little bit on him. And... He's, he, all, but his big thing is he goes for the massage parlors with the happy endings. I haven't talked to him for a while, and I keep I want to talk to him since that bust, you know. I was going to say, <laughs> tell him not to head up, you know, West Palm Beach right now. It'd probably not be a good idea. <laughs> I want. He's got. It had to freak him out. It's just because he was always worried about it. What if I get caught? What if? I, oh my God, I'm an attorney. They'll, they'll run with it. This is a small town, you know. But yeah, um, yeah they will. You bet they will. Yeah, they will. But. But then I think about her, and I think you have to – any woman who thinks he's decided it's okay, we don't have sex, she's crazy. He's getting it somewhere. He has to. You know, it's, it might be his hand. That might be it. You know, it might be uh-huh. in the shower. But he is definitely having an orgasm somehow, some way. And that part I wish they'd understand. I wish they'd understand it. Um, but they do no, they don't. That's another one. Like I said, a lot of them tend to just, oh well, you know, it's my wife, and we'll just put that over there, and I don't need to worry about it. But, and that's sad. But, what are you gonna do? Listen, I'm gonna say what really quickly. A lot of people have a death fetish too. Believe it or not, that's out there. Yeah. So, um, you really want to. I just think about the only one. <laughs> I, I'm hoping. But you know. Oh, I know what I was going to bring up. Do you remember that email that I put up on Twitter? And I want you guys to listen to this. I want you ladies especially to listen to this because I want you to realize how manipulative this is. Um, I got an email on Nightfart the other day. And I know you guys know who this is. He does this all the time. But I want this brought up because I think it's important. He wrote to me and said, I'm such a pathetic piece of shit drunk loser who deserves to die. Right, Dr. Sue? If you ever get something like that in your email, don't even answer it. Don't respond to it. That's a cry for attention, not a cry for help. That, as we discussed, is manipulative. It's abusive. It is 100% abusive. 
Because as you said, you don't know what that person is going through. And I think these guys tend to forget that we are human beings on the other end of those phones. We are human beings when you come to see us for sessions, not just through the phone. I'm talking pro-dom sessions. We are human beings. And you're forgetting that something like that could tip someone off. As you said, they could have lost a pet. They could have lost a family member. They could have anything going on in their life. And that could trigger them. And that is the most selfish email you can possibly receive. And like I said, it's not the first one from him. He's an idiot. But, and you guys, I know you guys would know who it is. But don't indulge it because it's just bullshit. Um, Key Barrett wrote in and had a question for us, which is somewhat off topic, but it doesn't matter because I thought it was a cool question. Thanks, Key. Um, he says, now that strap-on play is practically mainstream, seen as normal sex play in movies and shows and featured in Cosmo and even USA Today, and it has its own terminology, words like pegging, what is the next fetish that will make the leap into the collective consciousness. What do you think is going to be the next one? So we had, wow. we had um, obviously financial domination jumped into mainstream. BDSM <laughs> overflow of idiots. Um, what else did we have? We had fetish one. Cuckolding starting to go mainstream now. Cuckold. There's an um, article. If you you can Google. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. You can Google. Um, I think it's uh, Psychology Today cuckolding. There's actually an article in Psychology Today about cuckolding, which blew my mind, you know. There you go. So, yeah. It is becoming very mainstream. But, again, there's always, as you guys have heard on my other shows, there's negative aspects that are starting to flow into that, as per usual. We don't want to leave anything nice. We've got to go in and fuck it all up. (laughs) It'll probably get some negative press, too. Anywho, um... We have someone actually waiting on hold here, so we're going we're to go and take a call. I'd love to hello. float a question. Are, yeah, hello. You are on the air. Hello, uh, my dearest. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Oh, hello, Tony. How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. <laughs> uh, hanging on a moment, listening to the two experts bandy about <laughs> uh, very interesting opinions. We've been bandying all over the place. Bandies and you agreed bandies. with both of us, didn't you? That's right. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> I wanted to float a question. Um, this sure. might be this might be uh, an, a very elementary uh, difference, but I wanted to get your appraisal um, because you know, like one man's trash is another man's treasure. You know, uh, just like we're talking about how so many things are relative when it comes to fetish. Uh, Dr. Sue, you commented on that right from the from the get-go as well as on your homepage. Um, where, where do you uh, differentiate hard limit from taboo fetish? Uh, for instance, Dr. Sue, uh, Angela, she, she knows only too well that my – Favorite of all fetishes is tickle torture. Uh, and, Angela doesn't like and, tickle torture. Yeah, I hate tickle torture, but but it's yeah. not. I don't think it's bad. 
It's just I was exactly. tortured by my two older brothers with tickling. So it's just exactly. So, so I cried over yeah. and over and over again. So yeah. it's just I don't think it's bad at all. I love being tickled exactly. slowly. Yeah, you know, just slight sure. light tickles. Someone could do that all night. But, sure. but when they tickle, tickle, yeah, I know it's a it's a nice fetish, but it's just not my fetish. <laughs> of course. Well, no, of course. Like I said, everything is relative. What um, uh, I mean, Doctor so Sue okay, heard Tony, this. what do you mean? So, uh, what do you, the difference between a hard limit and like something that's because somebody might consider that taboo. Like, for example, I, I've heard this on many, many occasions. Um, where, you know, there's the classic example of, oh, yeah, I'm into heavy corporal. I'm into, you know, this exotic uh, fetish and so on. But if you if you float tickle torture by them, they're like, oh, oh no, not that. You know, there's this whole ironic, you know, angle, for instance. You know what I mean? Um, well, because there's tickle torture and there's tickling. Two different things. Exactly. You can tickle someone, but to torture them with it is a different story. I personally like torturing people. That's just me. I'm mean, not saying I love hearing people which scream. Is, I, it doesn't matter to me. Which is why we get along so beautifully. <laughs> so I, don't I, know I, I could tickle somebody else. Yeah. Did what we, was that? Did, did we get it? Are we getting your question or no? Oh, sure. Oh, no, absolutely. Oh, okay. I just, you know, I, I hear, you know, for some personal view, a hard limit one way and, and, and a taboo. In, taboo and hard limit can almost blur depending on the person mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Absolutely. You know, uh, uh, that's what I was basically getting at. Um, yeah, I would you know, say it could a taboo. I would say a taboo is something someone judges is wrong for everybody. Where a hard limit is something that's not right for them. Exactly. I swear. No, it's a good yeah. point. More individual. Yeah. yeah. Certainly, because I mean, a, a, a host of uh, some of the more recent ones in your list that were covered, mm-hmm. you know, uh, definitely I think fall into taboo territory. Um, right. Some of them don't. You know, uh, you, no, exactly. Because uh, you also outlined the importance of the fantasy, fantasy yeah. element. So I get that. Um, well, I just wanted to put that thought out there because, you know, one man's food, another man's poison. So, um, so you're one of, people, are you Dr. Sue's client? Uh, proudly sounds for like several years, <laughs> several years, very, well, very close, it sounds very adoring. Like and you're very, uh, he has a very nice voice. You must enjoy talking to him. Voice, Sweet voice, yes. Thank you. Well, <laughs> Literatrix, um, I, I actually, to, to that very point, um, I, because I know Dr. Sue sings your praises, not just on the show, but on her feed, I actually called you once. I thought so, but you don't sound like you did on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I called you once, and it was uh, it was an interesting experience. Um, and we didn't talk long, did we? <laughs> we didn't. We because didn't. I'm very, I mean, because, oh, I know what it was. I remember, because you sent me an email. You said, I'm going to hang up my something about, oh, 
this is how good I am at remembering people. Something wow. about something about. Um, I'm going to send you an email. My 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 fetish or kink is kind of particular, kind of particular, something like that. Yes, I did. Yes, I. I you got me a I, wonderful I, email, and uh, and then I and I told you right away. I didn't. This is this is what you do. You tell the truth. You don't just try to take someone's money. Because I did. Sure. I said no. No, it was totally you know? cool, and it was a very it was a very interesting reaction, and um, nothing that nothing that bothered me. Uh, I went out of my I way to be to... gentle with you. <laughs> I did. Oh no, you were totally you were totally cool. I had no Thank problem you. with it in, in the slightest. Not none. It just was a reminder to me of how some people. It's almost ironic, you know. Uh, they might be into heavy this, heavy that, but a seemingly um, yes. <laughs> innocent innocent fetish uh, that I guess could be weaponized. In certain ways, um, <laughs> they they run and hide from. Yeah, okay, guys. Agreed, I hate Sue. to cut this off, but we this the problem with Blog Talk is it will shut us down, and in two minutes you got to go. Down. I got yeah. to you got say to go. some shit. Thank you, Tony. Do, do thank you, thank you, my Tony. beloved my Angela, for being here. Uh, thank you best. to Maika for calling in. Great show. Thank you, thank guys. You. I really appreciate it. Bye bye. Guys, seriously, this is—it's epic. Thank you. I—I want to thank Angela so much for being kind enough to bat these subjects around with me tonight, like a couple of cats with a ball of yarn. Be sure to hit up Miss Angela on her website, zenfetish.com. You can talk to her on Twitter at literatrix, Um, and of course, she's on Nightflirt. Be sure to do that. Thank you to Daddy Matt for sharing his views with us, and don't forget—you can find him on Nightflirt at Lord Sir Ruff or Lord, sorry, Lord Ruff Sir. Um, thank you to everyone who was kind enough to join us. Who was kind enough? Shut up! It talks to me in my ear. It's rude. Who was kind enough to be in the chat room with us? Puppet Prince, Mistress Lilith, Incognito Thomas, um, Moonwolf, Sarah was there. Naima's there. Um, Castaways. There was so many of you guys. Thank you so so much for doing that for me. Honestly, I say this every show, but you guys make it so much fun. Thank you to those of you who called in and submitted questions. So what's coming up on In Bed in the Future on the next show on April the 16th? It's all about penises, small penis humiliation, and the truth about penis size. That show I want to hear from every woman within the sound of my voice who loves the D. Please call in as I'll be asking for your size preferences. Um, I've also put up a poll on there. Um, On May the 14th, I'll be discussing poly relationships with Daddy Matt and Dominic Chiara, who both are living the poly lifestyle. New article coming out on the review. (laughs) This thing is like it's going to shut me down. Um, until the next show, you guys, be sure, uh, honestly, thank you to every one of my listeners for taking the time out of your busy day to have a listen to myself and my guests. It's for you that we bring you this information. Thank you, and remember to be safe, be kind, uplift one another, but more importantly, be Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.